Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another video game review. This is going to be for the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the 2022 version of the game. The sequel to the 2019 Call of Duty Modern Warfare. The campaign mode, because of course we don't have the uh, multiplayer yet. I will be doing a review some point much much later on of the Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer once we actually get it and once we sort of like you know explore it and that type of stuff so this is going to be a separate review for the campaign I will be doing a spoiler free spoiler split podcast here because um, there is some very big spoilery stuff to talk about but we will get to that later uh, first of all let's get to the of course we're doing a video game so Let's talk about the gameplay first, but before we actually do that, let's go to our rating system. Um, of course, we've got play instead of C because we're talking about a video game. So we've got must play, um, don't skip, possible skip, and then skip and hard skip. I'm going to go with the top tier, 10 out of 10, capital letters, strong must play. I believe that's the first of those ratings I've given out. I've given out strong must C ratings before, but not any strong must play ratings as of yet uh, so we got that um, this is top class in terms of its gameplay certainly in terms of its gunplay you've got really really great character development you've got some new ideas here and yet again just to give an overall summary I think Infinity Ward just continues to deliver. There's more than Infinity Ward on this development team for this game, but they are the lead developers. And I think they've very smartly taken the gameplay of Modern Warfare 19 and made it different enough to where it's better, feels familiar, but feels better, feels like an upgrade, and feels different enough. And I think... Even outside of Call of Duty, in terms of first-person shooters, this is the best gunplay of all of them. So not only the best gunplay within the Modern Warfare series, not only the best gunplay within the franchise, but the best gunplay that I think I've experienced in video games. You've got bits of differences, like you've got more sci-fi games, such as things like Titanfall and Halo and, you know, series like that. And they've done something very smart with this game, with the gunplay, which is the most important element of any shooting game, regardless of your story. And I mean, obviously, those things have to be good, but your number one priority when making any shooting game needs to be your gunplay, um, which includes things like, you know, sliding around, jumping, running, reloading, shooting, aiming, movement, all of that type of stuff. And what they've essentially done is taken Modern Warfare 19, made the gameplay a bit less sort of loose, added a little bit more weight to it, and in terms of the sounds of the guns, the um, recoil and everything like that, um, like the smoke stuff from the recoil, um, and with the sound design and the animation, and just just improved everything um even something as simple as like the animation and the sound for reloading or when you're shooting or moving around um but specific to the guns just added that tiny bit more weight it doesn't feel like i'm carrying you know a box on my back like this isn't death stranding you know not, not nothing like that but just in terms of 
just adding a little bit more weight to where it feels it's got a bit more heft to it a bit more oomph to it the the gunplay and i think they've really nailed how it feels now the differences between this and the multiplayer obviously once we get to the multiplayer and if we have like a um let's say clean mp5 with no attachments and you think oh i want to aim down the sights quicker or sprint to fire speed be quicker or recoil control to be better obviously that's where we can start putting attachments onto our guns and um can really start to make the gun be our own obviously we can't do that in the campaign we have the guns that we have and you can't really do things with them which makes sense um so you've got that going on as well but even without like choice of attachments and things like that um i think they've really really nailed the gunplay i think it's easily the best in the franchise and the best that i've experienced certainly um which is, which is great because it's the most important thing um like i'll still miss shots and you know things like that obviously um but it just feels fantastic to use guns in this game it really really does it's absolutely top class and both from a visual point of view and audio point of view it just it's near enough perfect and i can't wait to get into the multiplayer and pick a gun of my choice and start making it more of my own because that's going to probably make it feel even better because not only then do i have the foundations of a gun that i like i can also you know put stock on it or an underbarrel or a different perk wh whatever it's going to be um different types of armor uh, ammo sorry um different sights and you know make, make it my own um so massive congratulations to infinity ward for yet again nailing the gunplay um <clears throat> because we we just timed it right as well to where we've had three years of one lot of gunplay and gameplay and it's evolved it's changed enough but it, it's still got a familiar feel to it but it's just improved um in 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 all the different ways that i've mentioned so that's my overall thoughts on the actual gunplay um that does tie in however to haptic feedback adaptive triggers which is only something that you can get with the dual sense controller um I mentioned this on Geek Town, I've mentioned this on other places as well. What they've done with the adaptive triggers is something very smart. Because if you think about the trigger of a real gun, it's not a lever. It's a button. And when you take the R2 button, and you're able to do it so that you press R2 a little bit, you, you put a bit of pressure on it. And you can sort of get yourself ready for the shot. And then press it as if it's a button. As if it's an actual trigger. Rather than just pressing R2 down slowly. And just at some point your gun starts shooting. You know. Um, I think that was a really really great idea. And it does feel. Yeah. It feels more like an actual. feels more like an actual trigger. Of a gun. Plus it helps with the, with the actual physical design. Of the R2 button. Um. To make it feel a bit more like an actual trigger on a gun. I think it's it was a great idea. Um, one strange thing I noticed was in the beta for Modern Warfare 2. The L2, I was going to say left trigger. The L2 button had the same thing to it when you were aiming. That didn't happen here in the campaign. I got used to it eventually and it didn't like it didn't really make much difference. I think the more important one is the R2 because that's the actual button for the actual trigger. Um, so that was kind of interesting. I adapted to that pretty quickly though, so that was good. But it's just, like, 
the way the dual sense like kind of vibrates and things like that once you've once you've like it's almost like you've released that bit of pressure like imagine you're holding an actual gun and you start firing you're going to get that bit of kickback that bit of pressure that bit of again oomph and when you're doing it 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 probably was quite difficult for them to try to replicate like okay how can we make it feel like the controller is a gun almost but the way they've done it with the vibration of the controller and like the, the bit of the kickback i'm not talking about like when someone can't handle a shotgun and they shoot it and they make him fly back i'm not talking about that sort of kickback i'm talking about the kickback of kind of you feel that that pressure of the gun firing and it's vibrating and it's and you feel that and you used to kind of get that with like the DualShock 4 on the PS4 with with Modern Warfare 19 but this just I don't know it feels more it feel it just feels better it just it just feels better and all of those li- all those little touches and little notches and the bit of weight and the difference in the button and everything like that it just adds up to a much better, much kind of more realistic experience, I suppose you could say. But one where it felt um, just better overall, I think. So I think they did an absolutely incredible job with that. Um, and just, just as you know, as usual with the with the actual movement and stuff like sliding and jumping and uh, sli- uh, obviously you can do swan dive now, which is cool. I didn't do many swan dives in this campaign. I didn't feel I did it at some points. I didn't feel the need to do it as much, but it was still obviously there as an option. Um, <clears throat> but the way they've made the gameplay feel is excellent, and I, c- I can't wait to see how it adapts to the full release of obviously the the multiplayer. So that's kind of my thoughts on that. Um, won't go into spoiler territory with the set pieces and talk about where they are. Um, I'll talk about because there is such thing as gameplay spoilers. Um, I'll leave that for now. Uh, let's go on to character development. Um, so one, a choice you can kind of make when you're telling a story is, okay, what is the plot? How is the story going to move that forward? And what are the characters like in your story? To me, in terms of the story, the set pieces, how the campaign itself, because I've been talking about the gameplay, right? How the campaign itself glued itself together. Overall, I do prefer Modern Warfare 19 story. Now, there's one particular reason as to why, which is Farah. Um, she might be my favourite Call of Duty character. There's no disrespect towards, obviously, we've got the veteran legends such as you know, you've got Soap, you've got Price, and you've got Ghost, obviously, in this uh, in the second game. I just felt the so the set pieces and the characters and stuff like that were, were really great in, in this campaign. And they were an excellent continuation of what you'd already set up. So I guess you could kind of say like that the work that was done in Modern Warfare 19 was just simply continued here. And you couldn't obviously tell the same story. You had to, to move on and you have the, the new targets and things like that. Because as I've mentioned before, the way these games obviously kind of end is you know you complete your mission and then you get a briefing at the end somebody slips somebody a file of something and says hey here's our next target and that's how you naturally proceed forward um but what i'd kind of mentioned in my modern warfare 19 review the campaign review about Farah's story there wasn't really anything like that in this but it also felt like it was going for something different 
And one of the major differences between this campaign and the previous one is this feels, instead of focusing more on some of the emotional stuff, like with Farrah's story and her brother, and the, the conflict there obviously, this felt like it was going more for the action stuff. I mean, what you're doing most of the time in this campaign, apart from particular set pieces, is going and clearing buildings and they try to I felt replicate the house clearing mission from Modern Warfare 19 and I think what they maybe tried to do here and again it it, it worked it worked very very well but they tried to kind of take that and not replicate it in the same way because that was a special mission in Modern Warfare 19 but take the concept of that set piece and you do it a bunch of times but instead of trying to make every single one of those set pieces in this game feel special they sort of took that idea made that most of what you do but then added like okay here's where we're going to do the other ideas that combine with that and it did strike a good balance. It did strike a very good balance. Because there's other things I'm going to get into. I'll save them all for the spoiler section actually. Because I don't want to ruin like the surprises in the gameplay. Because there were some surprises in the gameplay. Um, I'll mention a certain couple of things here. But for like the actual breakdown of the set pieces. I'll save that for the spoiler section I think. Because um, it is a surprise I think. So I, I like the overall way that they did that because with this one, with with this story, the, the way it played out with the set pieces was kind of we have to search for this target as quickly as possible so let's go and clear a bunch of houses. But what they do in this game, which is very interesting, going back to the character development thing, there's some really, really great back and forths between these characters. So I think what they decided to do was, okay, let's have the player clear a bunch of houses not all the time, but a good majority of the time. And then while we're doing that, we can have these characters that we've established in the previous game. Um, have some banter, some back and forth. And that that goes a lot further than what you'd expect. And I suppose when it comes to a Call of Duty game, you don't really think of character development, do you? I, I don't think that you, that you do, really. So that was a really nice surprise, the way that they did that. And there, there was moments that really made me smile. Moments that I, I didn't, like, start laughing. It, it, it doesn't turn it into a comedy game. But I suppose it's kind of... The, the way they tried to tackle it was... Let's make these... Let's humanise these characters. Instead of just, hey, they're just soldiers just doing their job. Which they are. Let's, like, give them, give them a bit more. Give them a bit more personality. Um... Because the story here is pretty simple, but I suppose with this game it was a bit more of the focus on the, um, what's it called, the character sort of banter, the character back and forth. And they're not, they're not like always cracking jokes with each other or whatever, they're talking about the situations that they're in which is something I really like. Um, I, I like it in, in entertainment when characters are just a bit more... They're a bit more fleshed out in terms of, okay, instead of just, hey, you do this, you do that, it's like, what we're doing here, and where the target is, and how we all feel about what's kind of going on, and, you know, e even as far as, like, 
when you're taking certain targets down and if you don't quite do it properly and um like there's a particular mission with with Gaz and and uh Captain Price which I thought was great where they it probably the funniest part of the game that the sniping mission that they do and like when you hit certain targets or you don't or whatever and they they're having conversations as you're talking um but then when you're like getting down to business so to speak and you are, you know, trying to pick off your targets. They're quiet. And the, the the structure and the balance of that I thought really was nailed on quite well. So I suppose it, it surprised me in two ways. Because I thought the story was going to be a bit more, have a bit more oomph to it. But then I didn't expect this character development. So it sort of sat back on a point that I thought it was not going to. But then sat up more on a point I thought it wasn't going to, if that makes sense. Um, so I, I kind of expected one thing, didn't quite get that, but got something else that was a bit more of a surprise. Um, so that was quite good as well. And, and yeah, just, just the conversations that happen in, in this game are great. They make you smile. Um, little nods and references and winks to the past. Little Easter eggs. This game's done a very good job with um, its nostalgia as well. But it doesn't rely on it or anything like that. Because obviously you've got the history with, like, specifically with... with um, Soap, Gaz, sorry not Gaz, um, Soap, Price, and uh, Ghost, there's like history obviously between those characters, and they did that in a very, very good way, I was, I was, I was really quite impressed with that particularly, um, so that was great. I'll, I'll get more into the into the characters in the spoiler section, and uh, kind of go through them a bit more. Um, I think that's overall what I can say. I don't really want to get into like the specific set pieces because I don't want to spoil what they are. Because even though that's not character spoilers or whatever, um, I still don't want I still don't want to ruin like you know what happens in the game gameplay wise because I think it's a nice uh, surprise. So you got all that. Um, but yeah, gunplay is the best in the franchise. Character development was where the surprise was at. Um, set pieces I thought were were really great. Um, some of them are a bit more surprising than others. Um, and overall, a, a very very excellent game. Very much top tier prestige video game. Um, it's a bit odd to try and review a COD game in this way because you have got two completely different halves to it. I know you, I know you've got like Spec Ops and Warzone, but whatever. Um, but specifically with um, multiplayer and campaign being two completely different things, you almost have to review this game in two parts, which is what I'm doing. Um, so anyway, that's, that's pretty much what I can say for the spoiler-free section. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this game. Um, and yeah, we'll get into some other stuff in the spoiler section. See you for that in a bit. Today's sponsor is Manscaped. You can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them, which is ETALKUK. That's E-T-A-L-K-U-K to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website. Uh, version of the episode and you can go and click on that link in the show notes that's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well so you can either copy and paste the promo code etalkuk etalkuk you can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20 percent off your order with manscaped and free shipping first hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging 
to the items themselves, even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very, very first class, very professional, so no questions about Manscaped's quality. Thanks very much to Manscaped for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcast, and thank you very much for listening. Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's Kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, let's get into the spoiler section for this game. Um, I'm going to start off with gameplay spoilers. And then I'm going to get into actual story spoilers. So if you don't want to quite leave yet, I'm going to mainly talk about just the set pieces. So I'm going to kind of do this in three halves, I suppose. Which is the spoiler-free stuff I've already talked about. Then the gameplay spoilers. So if you're not like bothered about the um, the set pieces and knowing what those are, those are I'm going to talk about now. Then I'll give, I suppose, like another spoiler warning. Then I'm going to get into actual like the events of the game so if you if you don't mind being spoiled on the set pieces and what like the mechanics that come up that's what i'm going to talk about now and then i'm going to give you another warning after i've done that and then i'm going to get into like you know the ending of the game who lives who dies that type of stuff so that's what we're going to do here um so one thing i didn't like um was the armored enemies so yes, on the armoured uh, soldiers, it was an interesting gameplay addition. The only thing I don't really like about it, obviously they were very difficult to beat, but that's the whole idea, is it's a war zone idea. Um, and there's, you know, parts later in the game where you can press, I think it's triangle, and put the slots of armour in. And I remember when I first tried out Warzone. And I noticed that mechanic. And I noticed that, okay, it worked the same way on enemies. Like, you have to shoot them to take off their armor, then keep shooting them to kill them. It made a bit more sense somewhat in this campaign. Because it was only with certain enemies. And also, your health would be your health, whatever. 
See, the interesting part about the difficulty of this game, because it is quite hard, like really, really quite hard in certain areas, and obviously with certain boss battles and things like that, is the game will just put you into a situation and be like, this is going to be really hard, but you're just going to deal with it. And because in a way, like, soldiers don't get to put games on easy mode, do they? Um, so it, it kind of had a bit of that sort of, no, you can get out of this situation. You're just going to have to figure out how. And I liked that the game made you think a bit more. Because um, I've said before about like, the headless chicken approach that players take uh, while playing COD. And you certainly can't do that in this. I mean, there's literally certain missions where you can't do that. Um, so the, the, the guards were fine. Just, they were just about bearable. Um, I mean, you've got, like, them later on in that tank mission. Oh, my God, that tank mission. Um, once you figure out, like... I think with, with the tank mission and with other ones, once you figure out what the game wants you to do in the design of the level, it's not quite so bad. You will die a bunch of times, obviously, but I didn't think it was quite so bad. Because um, you have to just look for the... I think it's the orange boxes with C4 and then time that right and take cover. And it, it's hard, but... You have to think like, okay, how would a soldier get away from a tank? Sort of thing. Like, okay, you're not just going to run out in the open, are you? Um, and it was hard. It was very, very hard. I'm not trying to pretend like it was simple and easy because, God, it wasn't. Um, so that was interesting. Obviously, that was with Graves and everything as well, which was uh, which was cool. Um, but uh, in terms of the other set pieces, so sticking with the, the set piece um, spoilery parts, the, the gameplay parts... The crafting was quite interesting, because you were crafting weapons that you were familiar with in COD, so like C4s, um, certain different types of like blades, so like the glass blades and that sort of stuff, but you'd find, um, yeah, find, find different weapons, and I, I thought that was quite intuitive, quite interesting to to do. Again, you've got to just think of your situation, and like, okay, now you've got smoke bombs, and then you've got bottles for distractions. Um, how are you going to use them to get out of the situation? So I thought that was really quite good. And again, new kind of ideas. I don't think that was in Modern Warfare 19, the whole crafting thing. Um, and again, I liked how you were in communication with that other character in that scene. And they were having a bit of banter, a bit of back and forth. Not really banter, but they were having a back and forth. And the other character was saying to you, like, hey, you've found this. It means you can craft this. And... Um, I thought that worked really, really well. Again, one of the strengths of this game, outside of the gameplay stuff, is that character development, the character relationships, the back and forth with the characters. So I thought that was really, really good. Um, one of my favourite set pieces um, was the sniping. You were playing as, I think it was Gaz, and you had um, Captain Price with you. Uh, and he's like, three notches and this distance, and like, hey, you got to line up two shots and this kind of stuff. Really made you think... A bit more tactically. Because rather than them just like, hey, we're going to lay down here and lay siege to this base. And just snipe, snipe, snipe. No, you had to do it tactically. And you had to, um, the, the notches and everything. Obviously the bullet drop. But bullet distance drop, I think, is, is what it's called. So there was a bit more of that going on. Um, and like, having to get two of them. Um, and there was other parts as well where you'd like slightly miss a target or something. <laughs> and soap. 
sorry not soap captain price would sort of be like have you had your eyes checked guys and all this kind of stuff um again it it there's just little notches that just add little bits of personalities to the characters and i i really really like that because again that's just not something you really think of when you think about cod you just think of war and shooting and yeah that type of stuff so that was really good uh the ac-130 mission was very very good as well it was a little bit longer than maybe it should have been there was kind of a second half to it where your teammates are on that rooftop and you have to take out the um the rpgs so that they don't take out your ship your your gunship that you're in that reminded me of the good old days i remember having the kill streak i think it was in modern warfare 2 wasn't it the the original modern warfare 2 game and like you could get the ac-130 as a kill streak and it was like, oh my god this is like game changing this this is incredible because i think in call of duty 4 modern warfare it was just what was it um helicopter airstrike and radar i think that was the only ones that you you could have but then they introduced like all these other things and uh the ac-130 was one of them um and i, I like in this game as well and this happens across the board the way that you get directed by certain players certain characters sorry and um somebody will communicate like hey look to the in the ac-130 mission they'll say hey like southwest you have to use the compass and like because you don't know the area as the player um and like hey look at the school or look at the church and this kind of stuff and like hey there's a group of soldiers on the southwest corner of the uh what's it called of the school or whatever and you'd look there and you you try to take them out um starting that was quite hard that mission you had to really gently like shoot the first couple of targets um but yeah that was that was really really good as well that 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 came at a really good time in the game because it really started to it started to get a little bit like clear another building clear another building and then hey here's a completely different thing with an ac-130 and that brought back like that bit of nostalgia and that sort of stuff so that was really really well structured um so that was good now um so what were the other set pieces? You had a lot of like clearing house type of things. You had two different sections where you were crafting, I think. Um, what other ones did you have? Um, there was like some night vision stuff near the near the beginning. That was a bit di- bit of difference. Um, so that was interesting. That was quite good. The last level, because I've already talked about the tank level. I got caught by one of the guards, but it triggered the ending. I I don't know, can you actually clear, because, um, what's her name, the other character, she uh, talks to you, and says like, hey, you're going to need to, because you have to like open the bomb lid and all this kind of stuff, um, and then like you have to press the keys in a certain way, like you had to do in the, in the earlier shipment mission. Um, oh, I need to talk about that shipment mission in a second as well. That was awesome. Um, and she's, you you get told um, you have to kill like everyone there and Hassan and take up the thing. And again, thrusting you into a situation where it's like, how am I going to do that? And I remember killing one of the guards, managing to outsmart one of the guards, killing them. And then I think I picked up like an assault rifle. I was like, oh, sweet, I got a gun. I had like three bullets in there. So, but again, as a soldier, you would kind of go through that experience. I thought that was quite, quite interesting as well. The the way that that played out. Um, that shipment mission that they they they, they did that is a game changer for COD. I don't know any other COD game that's 
done that. Um, and they showed it off in the Call of Duty Next uh, multiplayer um, event that they had. It wasn't like an E3, was it? It was a, just a, a, a Call of Duty event. And so these these crates are moving. And at, at the, I remember at the time watching it and be like, oh, this can't be that difficult. You just sort of would follow the things. No, you can get caught out. And I really like the multi-layered gameplay that's there as well. Because not only do you still have to shoot the enemies, you've got to watch out for them crates. And they're moving all the time. Um, there's little side passages you can sort of get into, but you can't just go all the way down there. I thought that was really, really, really good. I would dare them to do that for a multiplayer map, because like, I couldn't imagine playing like Cyber Attack on that. Like, imagine one of your teammates dies, and you try to res them while um, what do you call it? You try to res them while while the containers are moving and stuff. That would be that would really be quite crazy. That would be quite new and interesting. Um, I don't know if they would do that for multiplayer. I don't know, like how it would how it would work necessarily. That that's a way that you could do shipment, like a newer version of shipment, because it technically is kind of like that, isn't it? If you just put a square map with with a bunch of containers in it, um, and imagine like imagine you're, imagine you're in an empty square map, and there's there's shipping containers that are moving, but you can like see the other side, the other team from from spawn. Um, imagine, like, trucking grenades and, like, putting proxy mines down. That would be... It, it would be fun chaos, but it would be chaos. So, I thought that was really, really inventive and very good. But the, the thing I liked about that as well, we have we had seen that section during the gameplay video. And I remember thinking, like, oh, this looks kind of, kind of different. Like, it's not fully impressing me. And then you actually play it, and you're like, oh, oh, okay, this is challenging much more challenging than it than it appeared um so that was that was one of the best ones it was a little bit too short so i'd like a, a, another attempt at that um but wow that was that was very very good and those are all the set pieces i can kind of think of so um there's everything with that because i talked about the the end mission talked about the uh the bomb sequence stuff was interesting as well um with uh in the container, like at the end of the container mission, and you have the the bomb sequence, which is uh, quite cool. Um, again, just give, giving you little bits of different things to do. Um, so that was that was quite good. Anyway, that's it for the like set pieces. I think I can't think of any others that were like. Um, oh, there was the vehicles one as well. That was new. See, I don't play Warzone or Ground War. And there is vehicle customization options in Modern Warfare 19, so I'm going to guess that that was in there in some way, shape, or form. Because um, I know I know that you can control a tank in Modern Warfare 19, um, but I never experienced any like vehicle gameplay in Modern Warfare 19. Um, that was really really fun, like hopping from vehicle to vehicle. That was that was pretty good. Um, but you sort of turned it into like a GTA style thing, um, and then they sort of changed the game up where. The proxy mines are all laid down. You have to avoid them. I thought that was uh, that was very, very good as well. Uh, obviously, that's where other characters come into play as well. So, really, really enjoyed that. Um, again, just these, just these different ideas to 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 experiment with. It doesn't it doesn't change like the core of what Call of Duty is. It just changes up the formula a little bit with um certain gameplay styles. Anyway, I think that is it for the set pieces. If if I've missed any, let me know, and I will talk about them somewhere else let's get into all right here's what i'm gonna do now i'm going to get into the bigger spoiler section now the first thing i'm going to mention is what happens at the end of the game 
So if you wanted to hear about the, the, the new gameplay stuff, which I've just gone through, the, the set pieces, but I've not told you any story spoilers. I've said a couple of characters' names, but I haven't told you what happens to those characters. I'm going to get into that section now and kind of go through like the new characters, the returning characters, all that type of thing. But the first thing I want to do is talk about the ending. So if you don't want to know what happens at the end of the game or what happens to the characters, this is your second spoiler warning, I suppose, um, to leave for that. So go into your podcast player, pause the episode, do whatever you need to do, um, click on a different piece of content, just pause it, mute it, take your earphones out, mute your device, listening device. There's a mute button on the website version of the, the episode as well. You click that, whatever, because I'm going to say two particular words and then get into... Just how wild that is. Okay, so I'm getting into it now. Hopefully you've left, hopefully you've muted it, paused, back or whatever. Because we're doing No Russia. No Russia. Wow. Um, wow. It, it's so interesting because... Throughout this entire game, there's no allusions to those characters. I think M- Markolov was his name. There's no allusion to that character whatsoever. It's all about Hassan and obviously eventually about Graves once he turns. It's it's so interesting if you think back to, I think it was 2009, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I believe it was the opening mission, the one that you could skip, the controversial mission of... You know, showing those that Markolov and all those characters. It's it's such a... Like, once it was revealed, like, the phone, the no-Russia text. And you realise what's going on. It's so obvious as to, like... Oh, yeah, of course you would do that. But... I wasn't thinking of that character, that storyline, that mission... Throughout this entire game. I wasn't thinking about any of it. And it's it, it's such a smart play, because not only does it make so much sense, and also, okay, once it's revealed, it's like, of course you would do that. But, like, leading up to this game's release, and, like, the whole year or so we've been anticipating this game, and I've been reading bits of information, there have been no speculation, no rumours, no mentions, no nothing about Markolov or No Russia. Um, that's pretty incredible. That's pretty incredible, I think. That's, that is one of the smartest ends to a Call of Duty campaign I've ever seen. Now, there's rumors next year of a, uh, of, of campaign DLC for this game. I don't think they should do that storyline for the campaign DLC. I think they should do something else. Because it feels perfect to... I don't know how much you'd wrap up this trilogy with Modern Warfare 3. And the thing is, if we're getting if we're getting a COD game in 2024 and 2025, but not in 2023... That means we're not getting Modern Warfare 3 until 2026. But then technically we're getting two years of Modern Warfare 2. So, it evens it out a little bit more. Um... I, I think that's, that feels too big of a storyline to do for DLC. Because if you do that for a DLC next year, 
what are you going to do? And heck, maybe we get to, you know, maybe we get to the end of the DLC next year and they reveal something else and we go, oh yeah, of course you would do that next thing. But I can't think of anything else from the old bag of tricks, so to speak, um, that would be as big as that for Modern Warfare 3. That that feels like your finale. No Russia feels like your finale. Like Markov was great and obviously you had, um, what's his name in, in, in the other game? Um, they're all great. They're all great villains, but no, no rush is the big thing. And obviously, you did General Shepard in this, uh, in this game. In fact, I'm trying to think of right now what the DLC would be. Wouldn't it make sense for that to be to do with General Shepard because he his fate, he's not threatened to be killed or anything, but his fate is left a bit more up in the air. Um, because Hassan dies, and Graves, I think, dies. Um. But what about Shepard? Because Shepard takes a turn in this game. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what you, where you would see. It, yeah, that that's what makes sense to me to do General Shepard for the DLC for this game, and then your big finale in a couple of years' time. No Russia Modern Warfare Three. That's that's what makes sense to me. Maybe there'll be some other idea that I'm not thinking of, or some other returning character that I'm not thinking of. Um, because I remember the No Russia storyline, obviously. It's one of the biggest things that's happened to Call of Duty. But I was not thinking of it at all. I don't really know why. Maybe other people were. But, wow. That's, that's, that's huge. Just, just the manner of, like, it being so obvious, but so not obvious at the same time. I was like, yes, of course you would do that. Of course, yes. Absolutely. But... No, 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 but nobody had written anything about it. Nobody had said anything about it, like anywhere. And then you, you, you pull that card out. It, it's so, it's such a smart move. I, can't, I can't wait to see what they do with that, and to see like the modern political version of that. I suppose in terms of what that looks like, because you know politics was a bit different back in two thousand and nine. Uh, we've had over a decade since then. Um, so. Wow, no Russia, no Russia, hopefully for Modern Warfare 3. Alright, let's get into some of our cast of characters that we got. I'm just going to go with the list that's written here. Alright, so the first character in our list here is Alejandro Vargas, played by A. Alin Misa. Um, new character for this game, very, very cool to see him. Um, became kind of a, a fan favourite. Um, I would say by the end of the game, I, you know grew to like him and that sort of stuff he was a bit more of an unknown quantity at the start of this game um they tried to do a little bit of a farrah-esque story with him kind of in a different way um but no i i liked him i look forward to seeing him come back uh, and then of course you've got um price you've got shepherd you've got hassan you've got soap those are some other like classic characters i'm pretty sure hassan is he the guy that assassinates you in Modern Warfare? The the original Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare? I'm pretty sure he is. Or he's the guy that's... That there's a bit near the start of Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. You get dragged to this, like, post. as a guy who's, like, giving you a political speech. And then someone else... He's not the one that fires the gun. Somebody else shoots, like, a desert eagle in your face. Um, pretty sure he's the guy who's there who's, like, giving the speech. Um, so it's cool to see him back. Now, my take on some of these characters, so, like, um, aside from Price, Shepard, 
Hassan, Soap, and Ghost, who are your classic characters. I don't think they're supposed to be the same versions of the old characters. They're supposed to be almost like refreshed characters, which is interesting because the way that this game has been talked about is the sequel to the rebooted Modern Warfare 19. I don't I don't look at Modern Warfare 19 and see a reboot. Um because this isn't really how a reboot kind of works. I would call it more of a, a revival. Um, because the way I would look at it is, you can jump into Modern Warfare 19, and then this Modern Warfare, and enjoy those as, as connected stories. You're not going to get as much of the history, and the backstory, and the nostalgia, if you don't play the original three games. That's kind of the way I look at it. So a bit like a sort of Halloween 2018. Like, you know that there's history with Michael Myers and Laurie. So you can go into Halloween 2018 without having seen the rest but you won't get that sense of history um and that from what i understand is supposed to be the same versions of michael and laurie from halloween but this was kind of like ghost was a bit different shepherd was certainly different um captain price i think is the connective tissue for the franchise because he has seemed the same throughout the entire franchise pretty much obviously he has character development um, you know, what the hell kind of name is Soap and all that classic stuff. That was that was really good. Um, Captain Price seems to be the same guy. I think he's also voiced by the same person who was Barry, Barry Stallone. I will say in terms of performances across the board for everybody, everybody was fantastic with their performances in this game. There's a couple of standouts. Um, I would say Warren, Roll, R- Warren Cole's Graves I thought was really, really good. Um, and I think... Who else is a standout here? I did like Neil as uh, Soap. I can't remember if Ghost... No, Ghosts, it, Ghost is play, is voiced by a different person from the past. Uh, he's played by... He's voiced by Samuel Ro, Rokin. Um, but Soap... I don't know if that's a different... Because he's a bit more... Scottish, isn't he? British, sort of Scottish. Um, than he kind of previously sounded. Um... Hassan, I think, is a new version of that character. But he's definitely... They're definitely supposed to be, like... Not, like, multiverse variants, but just, like, refined versions of those characters. Ghost is definitely different. Ghost is much more... He's got much more of a personality. His mask looks different. He's voiced by a different person. Um, And in, in, in a way... Anybody can kind of put on the ghost mask and act like a badass and kind of do that. Um, like most characters probably could maybe do that, I suppose. But he was he was much more fleshed out than what the previous games versions were. Um, he's got better sort of back and forth with the characters. As, as I said, the character development really stands out here, and sort of the character dynamics. Um, like the mission where he is talking over the radio to um to soap. Uh, when you're doing the crafting mission. And there's even a couple of times where like Soap says something. And he's like, can I get that in English please? <laughs> I thought that was really, really good. Um, he was not like that in the past. He was not like that at all. I, and no disrespect to the old version of Ghost. He's fantastic. He's a legacy character. This version is much more badass. I think as well. So uh, overall just a much more well-rounded version of that character. 
which is really, really good. Uh, Shepard is definitely different than what he used to be. He's still kind of that, you know, I mean, it's called General Shepard. I was going to call him, he's a bit like a general, but his name is called General Shepard. Um, Glenn Morshoa, um, he was Aaron from 24. I miss that guy, I miss that character, and I miss I miss that show, definitely. He was a really, really good character in that show, really good actor in that show as well. Uh, obviously, that's the story of, you know, Jack Bauer, Saving the Day, 24. Pretty sure most of you have heard of it. Especially if you're into this kind of genre. It's the same kind of work. So, um, yeah. It played out relatively the same way. You think he's on your side at the start, and then he turns out not to be. But in a bit of a different way, obviously, he's got... Um, uh, what's it called? I've forgotten the guy. Where's the guy's name gone? Gra- Graves. Philip Graves, yeah. Um... He's got him that he's kind of undercover with, or whatever the case was there. Um, so that was really, really good. But I enjoyed that version of the character. So that was cool. Um, Laswell, Kate Laswell, getting out into the field a bit more in, in this game, which some people praised and thought was really good. I agree. I think that's a, a good step to take as well, getting a bit more of a hands-on approach. Because she was, yes, yeah, she was in the previous game, wasn't she? Uh, she has a conversation at the end of um, Modern Warfare 19. Um, when he, when, um, not Soap, uh, Price talks about bringing in Task Force 141, um, which is, uh, obviously, that's what your group is called. Um, so she was really good, and again, more rounded out, better dialogue, more fleshed out as a character, um, so that was good. There's even a little bit when you're doing the cargo missions as, um, Gaz, and, uh, I think Gaz has some sort of back and forth with with Soap. Sorry, with Price. Why do I keep saying Soap when I mean to keep saying Price? Captain Price. And um, they talk about, like, Price getting older and, like, is his aim as good? And uh, Kate Laswell steps in as, like, you know, stay old focus, boys. I thought that was uh, really good. Again, whoever wrote this game and did the dialogue, praise to you. Because you, you wrote some of the most fleshed out characters in Call of Duty's history. Um, so, good stuff, good stuff, I, I really, it really just added something else, because it made me feel like I was playing as a group of humans, rather than just a group of soldiers, um, and they've got names and personalities and histories, it, it was, it was so much better, uh, again, I do think that trumps over the story, uh, triumphs over the, over the story, um, I don't think the story is as strong here, but uh, again, th- this character development was just was just top class. Um, then you've got um, is Farah's name listed here? Obviously, she was in the game. That that was my only disappointment. Farah became one of my favorite characters from Modern Warfare 19. Her story really kind of hit me, especially when you play as her, and um, obviously you've got the brother there. As children, you're going through that experience, and you've got like the the incident that happens in that game. That really struck a chord with me, and they didn't do anything. Not that they needed. I I don't think they should attempted to should have attempted to copy it. Um, but she's only in this game for like one mission. She's still alive. She's still around, which is really really good, and you can use her in the future. Uh, if you do a Modern Warfare three, or if you're doing campaign stuff next year. Um, but that that was in terms of characters and choices in the story. That was the biggest miss, which is not ha- which is a, a lack of Farah, because when she comes along, I thought it was such a big highlight. Um, I mean, am I saying I like her more than Soap and Price and you know, um, Ghost? She's she's on the same level as them, honestly. I know she's not the legacy character that the others are, but um, 
she really was a big standout for me. I say last year, three years ago, obviously. Um, but yeah, she was uh, really, really excellent as as a character. Um, then you've got who was the the woman everybody noticed? Um, was it Gaza, the woman that you um, interrogates you. She's got like short hair. Um, she might be listed here. Um, as you might expect, Barry, so on and so forth, replies on roles from Modern Warfare 19. Um, oh, it says here, in terms of new faces, we've got Ali and Misa, who heaps, uh, video game credits. Um, General Shepard. Valeria. Um, I think her name is, uh, is it Mar Maria? No, sorry. Valeria is her name, Valeria, yes, because I'm just reading the list of new characters. Philip Graves, General Shepard. Um, General Shepard is, I wouldn't really label General Shepard as a new character, it's a, it's a new version of that character. So, um, But Valeria, she was really a standout, I thought, with her dialogue. Um, it says here, uh, Valeria is played by Maria Elisa Camargo, who we meet in the El Sin Nombre um, mission, her previous credits include some different things I've not heard of before, and then Philip Graves, who, um, I really like that, that actor, um, Warren Cole, seen him in, I'm, I think he was in 24 at one point, um, yes, it says here, um, Philip Graves, you might recognise him as Rafe in, oh yes, of course, Uncharted 4, yes, the, the villain in that, Brian Edge in 24, I don't remember that character's name, but I definitely remember him in 24, uh, was Mitchell in Common Law and Robert something in Shades of Blue? Uh, more recently, he played Jeff in 11 episodes of Yellow Jackets, which I've not yet seen. Um, two very standout new characters with Philip Graves and with uh, Valeria there. Um, some people debated, I've seen a debate online, is Graves actually dead? You don't see his body, but I'm pretty sure if you're in a tank and it gets exploded... I don't know what the chances of survival are, but again, it's a common rule, isn't it, in entertainment, whether it's games, films, TV, I don't really know how it works in books, but um, if a character dies, even if their death is contained on screen, because you, you see the thing, the tank blow up on screen, but you do not see his body, and that's a common rule, isn't it? A common rule is, okay, if you don't see the body, doesn't guarantee that they're dead. I would love him to come back. I thought it was a fantastic villain. I thought, um, what's his name? Warren did an incredible job with that character. Um, so yeah, he was, he was fantastic. I will say as well, in terms of performances, this is something that goes along with that. Obviously, we're in an era where we have fantastic graphics. But something that comes with fantastic graphics is really, really, really good facial animation. And as much as I don't personally care to see better looking games, because I think games should prioritise other things like gameplay and story and characters and set pieces and whatever, I do understand the need for better facial animations. Because like when we see the cinematic cutscenes in this, and they're cinematic, they look great, but the thing that's important to those Especially when you're getting the performances that you're getting in this game, like across the board, just incredible performances. Um, is the, the facial animation adding that bit of depth, that bit of emotion, that, ex that extra sort of layer 
to the characters I think is really really going to be important going forward in games I talked about it with um, The Last of Us Part 1 and how like okay you've already got a well written emotional well performed story but you add that bit of facial animation it it just gives again I've been talking about like you know I was playing as a team of humans not a team of soldiers and that really really helped to add to that because although they look good in Modern Warfare 19 um, this engine that this game is, I don't know what engine it is, uh, this game is using, the future, the future of fa- facial animations in games, especially in, like, more emotional storytelling and, and, and adding depth to characters and things like that, I think is going to be very, very important. Um, like with v- Valera, which is getting right up in your face and all that kind of stuff, it's not just a bland, blandly animated face with a good performance, it's a good performance with... Just like eye movement and like like facial features, all that type of stuff. Like the way a character's mouth is moving, or even as far as like hair moving about, like that. It it really just adds that little bit more. So I I thought um, that was really really fantastic here as well. So that was uh, that was brilliant. Um, any other characters I want to talk about? Claudia, Raymond, Maria. I've already talked about Ghost. I talked about Graves. Gaz. Gaz was cool. Gaz was in the previous game, I think. Um, you play as him a couple of times. Laswell was more fleshed out. Everybody here is just more fleshed out. And even in the, like, returning legacy characters. So, like, with Soap, with, um, with what's his name, Hassan, with Shepard. Even, even, like, characters from the previous game. So, like, with Laswell... All just much more fleshed out. And again, I can't stress this enough. Coming across more like actual human characters rather than just soldiers. Rather than just people there to do a job with no emotion. Um, So, fantastic. Um, I think that's it for my review. Going on a bit of time here. Um, Some spoiler stuff. I'm I'm just absolutely stunned with the no Russia thing. I just... I honestly sat there for like the whole credits... Just being like, wow, you're you're going back there, um, and again, if if you can put the same amount of work, facial animations, performance into Markalov, because I think he was the main one, wasn't he? Um, and then you had some of the other ones, and obviously we know that the story's already started because of the the what happens on the plane. Um, if you can bring that character back, which you seemingly are, hopefully again not DLC, hopefully for the. Modern Warfare 3, because I, I can wait a few years for that, build up the anticipation, take care of Shepard in the um, DLC, if that's going to be the case. Um, yeah, if you, if you can flesh that character out and bring new life to that character, um, especially, obviously, that's a very political heavy character, given what that character does. Um, you could, we could really be in for something special already for Modern Warfare 3. I'm already thinking about Modern Warfare 3, which is, which is really, really good. So, um, if you can just, again, like, you came back, Modern Warfare 19, you did some really, really great stuff, introduced some really compelling characters. Modern Warfare 2, you give some returns to some legacy characters, um, you continue the story with some of the other characters, bring new legacy characters back, um... If you can then like take that character development that you've done, the really, really good writing, and move that into Modern Warfare 3, and then add No Russia to it, um, 
yeah, we, we, we could be in for something very special again with Modern Warfare 3. So, again, um, incredible job, Infinity Ward, and of course every other developer, every person who worked on this game, incredible job. Um, you challenged me a lot with the gameplay, like a lot with the gameplay. Um, so, really, really good. The gunplay is phenomenal. The set pieces are really fantastic. Um, yeah, really, really good stuff. So, there we go. Anyway, um, those of you that are obviously still listening, um, who was your favourite, uh, who was your favourite character? What do you think of the No Rusher? I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty groundbreaking, honestly. Uh, what do you think of No Rusher coming back? What did you think of the, um, so two kind of separate questions. What did you think of the returning legacy characters? And what did you think of some of the new characters? Um, let me know all of your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. Um, what was your favourite gameplay set pieces? What do you think of the gunplay? Maybe you played on Xbox. Maybe you didn't experience the adaptive triggers. Maybe you played on PC, mouse and keyboard. Um, so let me know what your experience was like as well. And do you think... So how do you think it should go in terms of what should be the DLC story, if they do indeed do one? And what do you think should be safe for Modern Warfare 3? I personally think... Finishing off the Shepherd storyline because it wasn't really finished off, uh, which is fine because it was clearly safe for another time. Um, where do you think that story should continue, and where do you think No Russia should be put in? I personally think General Shepherd for the DLC to kind of clean that story off, and then I'm not necessarily saying kill him off, just do something with that character. And in Modern Warfare 3, a few years' time, No Russia, big return. That's what I think should happen. But what do you think should happen? What do you think of this game? and everything else. Let me know, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information. Insurance is also an email box on the website version of the episode, and a clickable email name in your show notes as well. Uh, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on EntertainmentTalk.org, TV, games, films, main night podcasts, uh, so take a look at what we're doing over there. You can also support us by telling other people about our content, um, either by just telling them or using social media. Uh, Geektail Radio, geektail.co.uk for your TV to film news. Excuse me, TV and film news. Um, Geektail Radio on Tuesdays, look out for all of that uh, as well. Bex over on Twitch, she's playing lots of games, uh, classic retro and other games, chat streams, that sort of stuff. Check out what she's doing, Trista B-Y-T-E-S, and of course across other platforms as well. Uh, me, Twitch, eTalkUK are going to be streaming like an opening night live style-ish thing. Thursday slash Friday, whenever whenever the game is going to be launching uh, for Modern Warfare 2 for the multiplayer, so we can dig into the other half of this game, which is going to be great. Um, and if you missed my final Modern Warfare 19 stream, or the first hour of me streaming the campaign, you can find those archives as well as other clips and other things on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>